You're about to step into the podcasting arena with the guys from Mark's Unknown. The guys are always ready for your feedback. If you want to find them on Twitter, you can find them at Mark's underscore unknown. Or you can put the boots to us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash from Mark's Unknown. And you can always send your hard knocks and cheap pops to from Mark's Unknown at yahoo.com. Extreme Rules is finished. Yes, another crappy pay-per-view to fill in between the big ones. Cody Rhodes demands for his release. Ryback demands for a TNA run. Yeah, TNA pretends like no one is home. A brand split, you say? Shocking! Draft to ensue. That and a lot more on this McMahon United version of From Marks Unknown. As always, you have re-entered the podcasting arena. This is Josh. This is Nick. And this is from Marks Unknown, May Edition. Yes, welcome in. Depending on uh, step on into the squared circle with us here. Um, you may hear that we have a few extra partners in our stable this time. Uh, my little ones are running around. The school is officially out, folks. So it's summer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you... See? It's summer. It's summer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Had to glare at one of them. <laughs> I was excited. I was so happy to be part of the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, yes. So uh, there's a lot to cover on this one because a lot has happened. Well, a lot of good stuffs happened, so uh, we felt it necessary to. Uh, I guess that's not accurate. Even the crappy stuff we report. So we do have a show to fill. That is very accurate. We do, and because uh, we're not like certain puppets online. Yeah, I do want to give that a shout out. Puppet from Rinker.com and his wrestling reports. Yes, they're That's fantastic, kind of, they're man. Kind of a new addiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's very basic. It's this blue puppet with a bunch of old school figures and a giant Cesaro figure. Yeah. <laughs> and he just rattles off stuff. He yes. Doesn't, doesn't flail around like a Muppet or anything. He just kind of just does it. It, it could have been just a dude sitting there with a bunch of toys, but they had to Right, with a puppet. add the puppet in there. So, so yeah, it's it's very cool, and it's Ranker.com. Yeah, Ranker.com. Yeah. So check them out. It pale, it, like we pale in comparison to this guy, <laughs> and it's a puppet. <laughs> Doesn't that kill you? I sit around and I think about that all the time, like stupid little ideas that why didn't I think of that? You yeah. know, like God, it was so simple. Yeah, so simple and so perfect. Uh, point in case, and it kind of takes takes us off the rails just a little bit here. Uh, the Captain Obvious. Have you seen that? No, the, the Captain Obvious, the Captain character. Obvious yeah. character? Okay. Several years back, my friend Brian and I were at Comic-Con, and he goes, you know what? Next year, you need to do cosplay. You need to go as Captain Obvious. And I go, oh, yeah? What's, you know, so what are my powers? And he goes, the, the powers of obvi- you know, obvious observation. And I went, oh, okay. And he goes, so what we'll do is we'll literally just kind of walk around, ready to interview people and whatnot. And you'll just jump in between people and go, your shirt is purple! And then run off into the crowd. You know, <laughs> or <laughs> your hair color is extremely loud. Run off you go. That oh, sort of well, thing. We could still do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but now there's a Captain Obvious that does commercials. Well, I haven't really seen so. the commercials in a while, so by the time we actually get to a Comic-Con to do that, like yeah. even Long Beach, we could do it still there. Yeah. Yeah. And have fun with it. So. Anyways, uh, to the wrestling news. Uh, right off the bat, we usually end with the pay-per-view results. We're going to start with this one because it's kind of like you put it, it's a filler pay-per-view. Well, we're going to knock them out of the way. They're, you know, these extreme rules yeah. where once again, no titles, well, one title change yeah, hands. and a wrestler got bent in half. 
Yeah. Yeah, but more on that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, pre-show, we get the basic stuff. We get uh, Dudley's running their mouth, and then Cassidy comes out and... Knocks the crap out of him once again. Yeah, which, it's basic stuff. Um, I, I think the Dudleys just want to put Enzo and Cass over. Okay, so now, yeah, now, now my question is this, okay, is that to put Enzo and Cass over eventually, you know, since... Uh, I'm going to say probably at Money in the Bank we're going to see Dudley Boys versus Enzo and Cass. I hope so. Now, here's here's the problem. They've already beat them. Yeah. They've already, they already beat them for the, the tournament. Um, yes, it's a nice little feud and all that stuff, but I'm curious to see if we're going to wind up with them versus the Dudley Boys, or if we're going to wind up with them against the New Day for the titles. I, I think we're going to get something to the effect of New Day still running with the belts even after Money in the Bank. I right. think we're going to get the the conclusive number one contenders match, Vaude Villains versus Colin Cast. Yeah, Colin Cassidy and, and Enzo Moore. Now, that's that's kind of where I was wondering if it was... I mean, it would be really easy to write into the storyline to have the Vaude Villains come out and say, hey, you know what? You never beat us for the number one yeah, contendership. Just, You're not the one number one lead contendership. Lead it into the summer. Season. Right. Or even maybe even do a triangle uh, tag team match with Enzo and Cass, Vaude Villains, and New Day. And then have, finally, New Day drop the belts. Yeah, I mean it's it's about time that they do. Yeah, it would be interesting and very unexpected and something that hasn't happened in a long time to have the face title holders lose to another face team. Yeah, and in a triple threat tag team match, it'd be the best way to do it. Even make an elimination. Well, yes, I, I'm kind of hoping that we'd see a more one on one type thing where they. Where they lose the titles to the new guys, you know, kind of sort of thing, and they and they congratulate them, say, well, hey, we look forward to our rematch. Well, it's in the same vein that that way, if they do an elimination uh, triple threat tag team match, have New Day get eliminated first, uh-huh. and that basically leaves the big stage for the two new teams. It's kind of in the vein of the triple threat match that happened in ECW a few years ago. Yes, history time, kids. You say a few years ago. It, <laughs> like a, few years a ago. decade ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a decade. Shut up. It was uh, Taz versus... Uh, Mike Awesome versus... Rhino? No, no. Uh, random Japanese wrestler. I forget his name right now. He did the Diamond Dust. He had the uh, uh, rushing elbow. Oh, oh. He uh, had a bunch of really great matches with Mike Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name. I apologize. Email us. Call me a loser. And tell me the name, please. But... <laughs> you have to be that harsh. We just forgot the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they want to email us, hey. Um, Fair enough. But Taz got eliminated first. Mm-hmm. Because basically that has, was a swan song in WWE. I don't want that with New Day. I don't want it to be their swan song because I freaking love the New Day. More on that later. And uh, and just leaves the two new guys, the two new teams, ready to roll. Right, right. So it would still give the proper due to the New Day for their run and give the two new teams a, something to do. Right. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, so that... That was the main thing, and then also, too, the next time in Raw, Enzo is back. Yeah, we got Enzo back, which was very cool. So happy to see him back. And well, You see, now, I was back. curious if they were going to, if they're holding him off for a little bit longer to heal up from the concussion. Well, he or, did. Because, I mean, even the dirt sheets were really scarce about information well, as po- to where he was at. I, I think the dirt sheets kind of stood back because they were like, 
we don't want this to be back. We want Enzo back. Right. So I just don't know if there's like a minimum required time you have to take off after a concussion, depending on the severity of it. Exactly. It's exactly right. that. And then also, too, they're probably letting him kind of flow back in because uh, on SmackDown this week, he gets in the mix a little bit, too. He's not in a match, but he does tussle a little bit. Good. They're giving him a little more time to heal yeah, up and, and stuff. And I think that's the thing they're doing is just basically like Enzo's – great mouthpiece right and he's a great athlete so just like just let him do what he needs to do and we'll get him back in the ring say extreme rules definitely yeah and i mean it also helps that colin cassidy is such a big guy oh yeah and he can fill that void you know until we have a a full capacity enzo more which which is good because they're still unbelievably electrifying to watch and you know i i love every stupid little you know, you comparison, doing? I love that whole, <laughs> we're like a couple of A-cups. <laughs> you may not like us, but we're real. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's stuff like that that I just love. And then you let them roll with it. And that's yeah. brilliant. And then uh, the next thing we get on Extreme Rules is Baron Corbin against Dolph Ziggler, no DQ match. To, good match, too. Good, solid match. Good, solid freaking man. Man, that was a Ric Flair-esque. Yeah. Uh, low blow. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uppercut hurting around the world, basically. Yep. Because Ziggler was kind of... Uh, <laughs> yep. It was uh, It was pretty intense, but again, no DQ, so perfectly yeah, legit. It, it's good to see Corbin getting the, in the mix, but also to don't, don't let Ziggler flounder, please. Well, I don't think they're letting him flounder. I think putting him into a match with Baron Corbin is a pretty solid idea. You know what? Here, I'm going to throw something radical at you here. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind seeing those two as a tag team. It'd be good. You know, somewhere where it rolls around and they, they wind up together, you know, they wind up finding out that they team well together. Even if that means a Ziggler, you know, taking a, a heel turn at some point. Um, I know it kind of goes against the whole lone wolf uh, yeah. You know, sort of Baron Corbin type deal. Well, they, but they toyed with him as a tag team a little bit in NXT when they had him tagged up with Rhino for a little bit for that exact reason. Uh-huh. It was a respect type thing that made him tag up. Yeah. Because they had some amazing matches and Rhino's like, okay, let's do this. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the two of them end up morphing into a tag team. Yeah. Um, you know, since uh, Triple H has really pushed for the, the furtherment of the tag team division, it seems like we're getting more and more tag teams every day. You know, yeah. we've Gals and Anderson, the Vaude Villains. And, exactly. And they lost. Really? Yeah, they lost their first match on NXT. Huh. I saw I saw the highlights and everything. I was like, it's all right. See, man, but well, that's... Well, no, that shows a lot for, one, for TM61 because they are, like, a huge tag team around the world. Yeah. To come in and they there's a tag team that just reformed again in NXT. They went their separate ways in singles competition. But they reformed to the tag team because they know they work better as a unit, and they put them over. It was putting them over. There was nothing against TMC on this because it was an amazing match. It was putting this ta- other tag team over because right. they they wanted to. So on to the main. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't notice a cut there, yeah, there was an awkward silence. Yes. I thought Nick farted. No, no, it was just kind of me wondering. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about all of the talent in NXT. Every time we bring up NXT, my mind kind of drifts, and I go, "God, we got Eric Young and Austin Aries, and Coming you know, up, <laughs> takeover. It's going to be yeah. Austin Aries versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura." Yeah. Okay. So now, was it 
Austin Aries and okay, was there some sort of conflict between the two of them? No, uh, they tagged up. Yes, because, uh, I saw the tag match, and they were like he had an unknown partner, and they were yeah. Blake and Murphy of NXT interrupted yeah. the conversation between Austin Aries and Regal. So Regal's like, okay, screw it. You guys have a tag team match against Aries and a partner he wanted to choose. At first, I was like, oh, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode. Right. But then it was Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, yes. Okay, I'm happy with that. And they kind of, it was a one-upsmanship in that match. Unfortunately, Blake and Murphy were the victims of the one-upmanship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough because, I mean, like like, we, Murphy, like we saw, man, Shinsuke, woo, he can insane. put on a show, man. Yeah, and also Austin Aries. Yeah, and Austin Aries is no but slouch. Also too, Blake and Murphy, they're not slouches either, but they also have been in NXT forever. So right. it may be time for them to make the leap to the main roster. It's possible, especially, you know, as we, the aforementioned brand split, that's going to leave a wide open void to add more people to the main roster. Superstars, more storylines, more. Now, here's, here's where I kind of allude to all of that, and we'll talk more when we hit the brand split, but, which SmackDown is going to be Tuesday nights on USA. Live. Yes, which, okay, which I think is awesome because you're keeping them on the same network. We're not going somewhere else, you know, uh, we're going to be tuning into the same channel. USA is going to be reaping all of those profits. Yeah. You know, USA has always been really good to Raw. So, and WWE in general. Yeah, let's just keep it, you know, we just kill an hour on Raw. Okay, so now we're going to have a pretty stacked Raw roster. We're going to have a pretty stacked SmackDown roster. And that means they're probably going to be bringing people up from NXT to be on the main rosters. Now, if you deplete... See where I'm going here? Yeah. If you deplete from NXT, it means you got to have new talent coming in. And they have a bunch. Right. So... Yeah, uh, Tully Blanchard's daughter is there right now. Exactly. Uh, uh, Paul Ellering's daughter just showed up, too. Yeah, that's... Yeah, see, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know, so we have... Our first, oh, dude, the daughter of doom. That's awesome. Could you imagine if she went with that? Oh yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> for those of you not in the know, Paul Ellering was a manager of the Legion of Doom Road Warriors for a long, long time. Oh, long. <laughs> so having his daughter in the mix and doing all, you know. Anyway, uh, but that leaves it wide open to bring in all kinds Everybody, of new talent, yeah. which I'm really hoping we still get people who can do part-time schedules. Well, I think it's going to open up more for that. I, th- I think so, too. But we'll, we'll get to that more when we get to Now, that. right. Well, I'll, I'll touch on something else here in a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, Just remind me of CTE a little later on. CTE? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, listeners, if I don't remind them of CTE, write us. Yes. Say, hey, you didn't say anything about CTE. And you loser. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I just want everybody to call me a loser. Wow. I have issues. Been listening to a lot of Beck lately, haven't you? No, Marcy. Oh, sad. No, I can hear all of you. And all the wrestling fans are like, Beck, Marcy? Yeah. Who are these people you speak of? <laughs> Speaking of people who you speak of. If it ain't Rick Derringer doing real American, I don't want none of it. <laughs> Next, uh, the opening uh, match of the card was the club versus the Usos. Tornado tag team rules, which as soon as they announced, I was like, Wow. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen a Tornado Tag match in a long time. Yeah, it was it was a good, solid match. Usos held well, and uh, the club defeated Usos. Yeah, what is the name of their finisher? Do you remember? 
The Boot of Doom, or Bo- the, the, Bo- the, I think it was the Magic Maker is also, like, their... No, the, Bo- the Boot of Doom's the one where they, Gallows comes running in and just kicks him in the friggin' head. Yeah, out of, like, a Samoan drop or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good move, good, honestly, good match. It's so good to see Gallows and Anderson just doing what they right. were meant to do. Is just, just setting up and knocking them down. out of people. Yep. Which, I mean, furthers the whole, you know, the Usos really aren't going to stand toe-to-toe with these guys. No, not at all. Uh, so, you know... Sorry, Usos. Yeah, it, it's, it's great that, you know, they've, they've got a little more push, but I kind of forgot about the Usos until they popped up, you know? Yeah, and, and they're another reason why I would love to see Reigns finally go heel. Because yeah. it'd be cool to see the Usos go heel, too. Well, it'd be interesting to see, you know to see another stable type thing done. You know, like I always I always say, people do well when they're brought in. I mean, look at how well the new New Day did. Nobody would have ever, except for Vince McMahon, nobody would have ever predicted the popularity that they would have together. It took, it took some time though, because yeah. they started out with the positivity and everything. That right, what, like we said in the past, Vince is like, oh, people are gonna love you for this. No one did. No, but, but then, he but he knew he was on the right track. He knew something he let, was there. Let them open their own door. Yeah, be themselves as CM Punk loves. Probably the only thing he loves about WWE. We'll see, and that's that's the thing is, I think when you allow wrestlers to express their creativity, yeah, you find out there's some pretty magical crap that can happen. More on that in a few moments. Yeah, <laughs> because there's something that happened during a certain match that I'm going to geek out on. So. <laughs> All right. And then up next uh, is Rusev versus Kalisto. We talked about that a little bit. Good, solid match. Like, Kalisto is insane. Right. Now, the fact that they've, you know, dumbed down Rusev a bit from being this indestructible monster. And they let him talk normally, too. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, okay, that's, I'm happy about that. The break of the league and everything. Yeah. Um, the, the fracture of the league, I knew was coming for a few reasons. Mainly for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Because we knew Seamus was going to be gone for a while. A, we also knew Wade was going to be asking for his release and all that stuff. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. You, you, you know. can't just have a League of Two. Yeah. So, um, of, uh, uh, sort of speaking, extraordinary speaking of, speaking of, do you find it really odd that Alberto Del Rio and Paige are dating? Yeah, it's kind of weird. When yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I should be dating Paige. Stand the line, sir. Look, I know I'm married. I know, yeah. man. But let's just say. This is your single friend here. Let me at least get turned down by her once. Okay, fair I'm enough, fair yeah. enough. It's, it's Let not me get like he's one drink thrown in my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, it's all you. Yeah. I'll stand by. I'll let you have her. Well, yeah, let me, get, <laughs> let me get at least one drink in the face. One, like, not kicking the junk. Just more like a stomp of the foot. There you go. Yeah. Like a thumb to the eye or something yeah, like just that. Some, something basic where I'm like. She threw a drink in my face. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you pat me on the head and go, yeah, yeah, good job, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have them kind of fractured off on the side now, and uh, uh, Rusev was going after the United States, United States title. And, and uh, uh, broke Kalisto in half. <laughs> good God, dude. Uh, with the accolade, right? Yeah, just, the accolade. That just... It looked like he broke his spine. Yeah. Uh, now, every report that I've read... No injury from Kalisto's yeah. camp. So, uh, and that, and that shows more towards Kalisto, though, too. Like, yeah. The dude can work. Yeah, absolutely. He's He's been an absolute workhorse. Now, I'm curious if this is going to set up kind of, some kind of feud between Alberto Del Rio and Rusev at some point, since Alberto couldn't get the job done, and Maybe. Rusev could. Uh, 
If you hadn't noticed, that's this is the title of Switch Hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, too, like we alluded to a little bit with uh, the kind of the brand split, as one of our favorites, Cesaro could possibly make his way to SmackDown. Yeah. Now, Cesaro would would be would benefit quite well from you know having having the, uh, the the belt around him, and from you know going to SmackDown and chasing after that. I just don't want to see it done in a fashion where it seems like he's being chased away. From yeah, like he, like Kevin Owens and those guys are chasing him off off that that brand. Yeah, that's true too, because also <laughs> too, Cesaro has held the United States title. Mm-hmm. He hasn't held the Intercontinental title if I remember correctly. He hasn't. I don't believe he. Has. Yeah. Wait. I don't think he has. Yeah, I thought he did for just a brief bit before he went out. Let's not remember that then. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could. Okay, be wrong. give him a solid run to the Intercontinental. Yeah, absolutely. You just give him a, a solid belt run. Right now, not marred by injury. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think you know Kevin Owens needs to stay with the IC title for a while, but I think Kevin Owens running with the Intercontinental title makes sense. Um, I, I'm sure we'll see him in a world title hunt soon enough. Oh, yeah. um, I really don't want to see him win it at Money in the Bank, which we'll get to in a bit here. Yeah. But uh, no, I think. Uh, I think it would be great to see Rusev and, and Cesaro go back and, you know, feuding. It'd be like the freaking ox that Cesaro is. Yes. To go against the Showcase his power. Yeah. Bull that Rusev is. Yeah. Just showcase his power. I think that would be fantastic. So, on to the next match, and we can geek out a little bit here. New Day against uh, the Vaudelans. It was a very basic match. We saw the end with Kofi getting quick kick in to help Xavier get the pin. Right. But there was one move that happened during the match. <laughs> which you showed me just a little while ago. Which was, and I went, wait, what? Which was awesome, which I'm going to pause right now because I'm going to throw in a certain audio clip. Hadouken! Yes, he took a page out of the Street Fighter book. <laughs> yes, and wound up and tagged... Uh, I think it was Gotch. Gotch, yeah, yeah. tagged Gotch with the... Uh, Hadouken! Um, at least it wasn't like in the vein of Japanese wrestling where... They play it off. Yeah, it would have. He would have thrown nothing, but then all of a sudden, Gotch would have flown out of the ring. Yeah, at least he did a hit. Yes, he actually hit him in the chest with it. So kind of in the vein of Bruce Lee's, kind of like the inch punch too, where it's just kind of like just blast him. Sorta. Yeah. Well, that it could have, like you said, it could have easily been the stupid Japanese independent wrestling where it's like. Hadouken! So, yeah, the New Day won. Yeah, uh, New Day. New Day pulled it out against the Vod Villains, which I, I don't think we're we're done seeing the two of them face off against one another yet. Yeah. Um, you know, if anything, you know, like like we had talked about, maybe we'll see a triple threat uh, tag match or a, uh, an elimination tag or match. Or uh, give the proper number one contender match. We unfortunately did not get. At yeah, the at least get the two of uh, two of them, the New Day and the Vod Villains, going at it to see who is going to be the number one contender yeah. again. Um, which I mean could push the feud with the Dudleys and the the. Uh, uh, with Colin Cassidy and Enzo Amore, um, by some sort of interference, and the Vaude Villains win it and get another shot at the title. Yeah. And so then, just, you know, Enzo and Cass have to go and knock off, you know, the Dudleys once and for all to, to advance, you know. It's just exciting that tag team wrestling is where it is. Yes, I'm so happy that we're talking about this. I've been a, I'm a huge, huge proponent of the tag division. And uh, it's floundered for years, so just to see that there's life being, you know, breathed back into this is, is refreshing for me. Exactly. So. And another thing that's getting life breathed back into it 
is the honestly to me it was the match of the night, the Intercontinental four way, with Miz, yes, Owens, Cesaro, and Zayn. Yes, great freaking match back and forth. Everybody hits like some really great spots and everything, and then Miz takes it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm going to stick to that. Yes, Miz did take it in the end. Uh, he Didn't he sneak one out on Cesaro? Was it, wasn't yeah. that what he did? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I forgot who got... I think it was Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Miz got in, chucked Owens out of the ring, and got Cesaro in the pit. Right. But solid match. Heard a quick chant of Fight Forever, which is kind of like, no. Nope. It wasn't a Shinsuke-Zane uh, level match. Absolutely, but... Uh, but still, it, it's up there as a match of the year. Yeah, they, look, the last... I, WWE is not stupid. The last couple of pay-per-views, we've had some serious, you know... Uh, yes, with Yes, and these four-way matches, you know, uh, you know, for different... Uh, we've had these amazing, like, you know, four-way matches or, or mixed matches where... She loves them. Yeah. Uh, that involve... Cesaro and Zayn and Owens and you know and Miz and these I mean even with the um, uh, you know Miz being kind of the weak link in this group he's found a way well, to work he, well to me he wasn't a weak link it was just him finally being able to shine I yeah. did I did joke in the past like probably WWE was like if we get Maurice back in the fold we'll give you a belt. <laughs> Because he even... T- well, I was... I didn't expect him to be running with the title the way he has. Like, he, he's mentioned in interviews in the past, like, Stephanie said, oh, Miz's uh, best days are behind him. And that just lit a fire on him. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to show you. Yeah, see... <sighs> because he's still young. He had a couple injuries and issues in the past, but he... He just holds his own. He... They've given the ball to do whatever, and he's ran with it. See, that's got to be rough, because when you're a wrestler in the WWE and you finally achieve your dream, you're there, you've done well, you know, you've you, you've done pretty good. Having them say something like, I think your best days are behind you, yeah. then what's the point of keeping me? Yeah. Like, if that's the case, then why keep me on? Yeah, but also, too, it could have been something Stephanie said to, like, go, okay, I'm going to say this, please don't quit. Right. Yeah, light of fire because I recently heard like during a conference call during Goldberg's run of WWE, uh, Linda McMahon said that she was disappointed in Goldberg's run at the time. And it's like, wow, that's not good. (laughs) Goldberg isn't the best. Uh, I'm going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. And during his run in WWE, it wasn't that great. (laughs) No, I mean, it was and it wasn't. It had its moments. They just made him more... Like, to this day, there's still only six people that have beaten him. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, but, they, yeah, they really, they didn't do with him like the, what WCW did. Exactly. So, but, um, Miz, solid match. Everybody, just a solid match. The crowd loved it. The mm-hmm. announcers loved it. They compared it to freaking WrestleMania three with Randy and uh, Steamboat. Steamboat, yeah. Just good, great. Intercontinental title match. Uh, up next, the Asylum match. The cage with Yeah, the, the gimmick match. But in anybody else's hands, it would have gone to crap. Mm-hmm. With Ambrose and Jericho, is brilliant. Yeah. They did everything perfectly. Every weapon was used, which at one point, did you see uh, Ambrose's dump truck skills put on the No! That's the thing. Like, when they first announced the Asylum match, they lowered it down and they panned around and then I saw nunchucks I'm like what? why nunchucks? like everything else I was like okay I can see I can see 
Ambrose brought down the nunchucks as uh, Jericho's bringing down, I think it was the kendo stick. And Jericho's like, what are you going to do with those? And he starts going. He does the whole, like, Bruce Lee freaking flinging them around, spinning them around. <laughs> he's standing there just swinging them. And I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, oh, that is cool. Yeah. That well, was the reason they did the nunchucks. Just so nice. you could see Ambrose standing there going, yeah, <laughs> what do you want to do? And he used them on him. He properly used nunchucks on uh, nice. Jericho. They're nice. probably like, uh, PVC pipe or something. Because the way he was hitting them, if they were actual legit nunchucks. Well, a lot of the practice ones are a PVC or plastic interior with a foam padding on the outside. And it doesn't take much to modify them to make them look like they're, you know, a little deadlier than... He was doing some damage with them. That's rad. (laughs) Yeah, because... And at one point, Jericho got his hands on it and Ambrose is down. I was like, oh, please do it. Because I was just wanting Jericho to try to start swinging around and hit himself in the head or something. Which is probably why he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But it would have been funny as hell. Yeah. Because Jericho's been doing the stupid idiot stuff and b- blocking people on the internet and just owning this heel storyline. Yeah. But to throw in that comic moment would have been brilliant. But uh, also, I can see why they do. And so our victor of that match was Dean Ambrose. And then we get the women's title ma- submissions match. Another great match marred with some BS. Yeah. Because Flair was barred from ringside, but Dana Brooke has to have a buddy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because Emma's out, unfortunately, now with back injuries. Uh, she came down to distract Natalia, dressed up as Ric Flair in his robe and everything, which is kind of like, why were you distracting Natalia? <laughs> yeah. If, if it was her in a blonde wig and a suit and stuff with her back turned, maybe. But with Flair's robe, it's like, really? But that's yeah. Natalia owning what she needed to do, but it's more WWE going, like, think it out a little bit more, you idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's... I I was kind of hoping that Natalia was going to win that one. I'm open to. Unfortunately, I have a feeling Natalia is a placeholder right now until Sasha gets completely cleared up, because unfortunately... Dude, Sasha's really hurt, though. Yeah, by a referee. Yeah. At a house show... Need her in a head in a freak accident. Yeah. Which is like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it's one of those things where it's just like, I feel horrible. You know, it's, yeah. I'm sure that's what the what the ref's thinking and all that. Oh, I don't, I, think, I, he, yeah, I don't uh, think he caught any flack for yeah, it, it. Well, from all reports, it's it was reported as a freak accident. I'm more come on, like, Sasha is red hot right now, like white hot right now. Yeah. It's like, the God, wrestling gods let her run. <laughs> Well, you know, what they'll do then is, is she'll be on the lamb for a little bit. She'll come back. She'll, uh, you know, heal up. Then they'll force feed her down her throat. And Oh, wait, I'm getting her confused with Roman Reigns. Yeah, more Never mind. in a Never couple mind. moments. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte, unfortunately, wins with the figure eight. And unfortunately, I just mean, if it wasn't marred with it, like, especially with the flare being barred from ringside, they could have had a clean cut. And then that could have... That would have justifiably led us into the next night where... Well, it, but it does leave that door wide open for them to play the whole, I can't win my match without having somebody help. Well, that would have been perfect, though. Yeah. If, if they didn't have to have Dan to do it, have Natalia take the submission and everything, and then next time on Raw, have Charlotte go off on her dad like she did, made the grown man cry. Ugly cry. Ugly cry. Ugly cry. It's kind of in the... The Daryl from Walking Dead Hall of Fame of crying. Oh, see, now, you shut your mouth. I was right there with Daryl, and I was ugly crying, uh, too. No, I'm not saying I wasn't either. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I lost my marbles oh, when man, that happened. But 
Yeah, I'd seen your brother like that, I'd bawl my brains out too. Yeah. I know I'm not, not like going that, to go with my brother. The bad situation, yeah, Carol coming. leaving, Carol coming back, you know, all yeah. that stuff, yeah. But everything with that was just... Oh. Which takes us to our... The, the real reason grown men cry, yeah. Roman Reigns and his God. You know, it's, I knew that AJ was going to have to be cannon fodder a bit for this whole... But he's he, he, I mean, like he injured holds, right now. Yeah. I think that's the reason we got the end we got. Uh, well, no. I, I think the, the whole... The reason that we got that ending... Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I see where you're going with it, but... I think we lucked out with, well, Rollins being back. Yeah, but um, I, th- I think the crowd went nuts. Oh my gosh! And like, even when he tried to burn them the next night by like, I don't need anybody. The only person on the Rollins bandwagon is me. Is that's Rollins? They, that's the thing I think uh, WWE kind of dropped the ball on with that one. Uh-huh. One Extreme Rules would have been a perfect time for a full blown Reigns heel turn. Yeah, and then also then have on the next night Rollins show up and going like, you still have my belt. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, is we're leaning towards it anyway because look at what happened when he went to try to hug Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of put her hand out and was like, "Things have changed. Like, you know, our business relationship is different." Yeah. You know, so like, I, it's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. There's, uh, there, there's a lot is going to wind up being the authorities puppet. It's it's gonna happen. This I mean, well, these really are just the on, seeds being laid. Well, it's like we alluded to a little bit in the beginning. <laughs> the whole United McMahon fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna see the authority for a while. No, I think because, Triple H may stay out of the mix for a bit because Stephanie's playing fair with Shane, and Shane's playing fair. We may see Shane maybe go heel. Maybe I doubt it. Maybe um, it's like, oh, I missed this. Let's let's ruin some people's lives. Well, see the thing is, it's if you have one bad GM and one good GM, that works. See, better. now the the thing is, is who's going to run Raw? Who's going to run SmackDown? Yeah, but you know, we're we're almost there. <laughs> yes, we're close. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that that wraps up the Extreme Rules pay per view. Like we said, it's pretty much filler. Filler to crap. Money in the Bank, which unfortunately, Money in the Bank is probably going to be a little bit of a filler too. You know, the only thing that has made these filler pay per views better is the fact that. If you have the WWE Network, you get to watch it. Yeah. And that makes it a heck of a lot cheaper than popping off, popping 50, off bucks. 50 bucks for a pay-per-view that really doesn't establish or push anything except maybe a little bit of storyline here and there and really isn't going to cause any major loss of a title or anything like that. But so. I guess uh, we'll go with the minor loss first okay. of uh, Ryback. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, wasn't he a wrestler? Wasn't he Skip Sheffield? <laughs> Do you think he goes to TNA as Skip Sheffield? Oh, God, I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, if TNA lets him in. because It's just weird. Like, uh, in, the, in between our last episode and this episode, Ryback, he didn't part ways. He was sent home because they offered him a contract, and he was like, no, I want this, 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 this. Which, like, half the locker room be like, we don't even get that. And we're happy with what we have. Even, like, one of the things he wanted was road expenses. It's like, really? What, you mean for, like, food and travel and all that Yeah, stuff? crap like that. He wanted to even pay and everything. It's like, um, no? Like, for example, just throw out there, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder has been a, the best right. example of a journeyman wrestler. Taking everything he can and running with it. 
not complain one bit. The fans complain for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah. Zack Ryder goes, you know what? No. I'm here for a reason. You give me the shot. I'm going to do it. In Ryback's eyes, he wants everything. Yeah. Now, Ryback, a lot of this seemed to really have started or really came to light after WrestleMania when he and Kalisto were on the pre-show, were on the pre-show uh, you know, for the U.S. title. And he was like, "What? What?" But it was yeah. a five-hour pay-per-view. You're gonna be, you're, be glad you're on. Yeah, the you're and on it, Exactly. And then uh, he was on uh, the payback pre-show, right, with Kalisto again, and that's where he did the trunks, right? <sighs> where he had the weight belt up pre-show stopper, and he did the CM Punk uh, intro taunts, which I, I still think was cheap heat. Yeah, because like I said. He was riling up the crowd just to get them riled up and continue the night. He wanted to get them going with CM Punk chance early. Yeah, see, now the problem is, is he thinks somewhere in his head that he is the caliber of wrestler or performer or entertainer that CM Punk is. No, he ain't. He's not. <laughs> no, not he's by any Punk. stretch of the imagination. He's a great big dude that maybe could have done a lot more with somebody like uh, Heyman or somebody else who was his mouthpiece. Yeah, but he failed as it. Right. And the whole Phoebe Moore thing was just stupid anyway. Yeah, it was something he made, and it was just dumb. And it, look, he he almost completed his Goldberg look. He you know he came out looking like Goldberg, walking like Goldberg, sounding like Goldberg. Uh, you know, I even dare say that Goldberg had better mic skills than he did. He did. And, definitely had better mic skills uh, than freaking Ryback. And, you know, and Ryback was just a cheap knockoff. Instead and, of, you know, who's next, it's like Phoebe Moore. And also, too, with Ryback, compared to, like, the other wrestlers, the other wrestlers that deserve, would deserve something to the fact of what he was asking for. If I remember correctly, Ryback started out in one of the uh, seasons of Tough Enough. Yeah. And they kept an eye on him. So when NXT popped into play, they brought him in for that. Mm-hmm. So he was basically given what he was given. Like, he was given his shot. Right. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I think the guy's worked hard to, yeah, to accomplish no, what he's done. Trust me, I'm not even bashing but, I think he's asking for more than what he puts on the table. Now, look, I I get what he was saying in the interview, that the equal pay thing, like people who go out there in mid-card and job out and do that stuff, they're there to, for a purpose to put other people over. Oh, yeah. And so they should have the same pay as some of these bigger wrestlers who wind up with all the merchandise. I agree that they should, you know, mid-carders and people who, you know, do take the job route for a while... Um, they do wind up getting less pay than some of these guys who, uh, you know, are the top tier people because they move more merchandise, they well, yeah. are bigger draws and stuff like that. I, I like, I get it, I get it. But he's right. The people who work harder, you know, like work hard and have to put be compensated other for. people over, you know, like the like the Dudleys, and now they have their time in the spotlight. But now they're putting people over and stuff like that. But I bet you they're still getting great pay yeah. for what they do. That's that's kind but of the also, same that's thing. Kind of thing too. I'd almost say. If you if we looked at Ryback's check, hmm. well, if we yeah, it's at, no slouch. You know, like if we looked at Ryback's check, we'd be like, you can punch me in the ABC. Yeah, seriously, seriously. If we got paid what Ryback got paid, we'd take a freaking kick to the ABC constantly. Yeah, oh yeah, I the, uh, the yeah. ball connector. I I knew where you're going. Well, I would just for those people at home going ABC. What the hell? ABC? The taint. We're talking about the gooch people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean I. I I completely uh, agree that, you know, maybe he's griping where he shouldn't be griping. Yeah. I think he went about it the wrong way. 
You're totally right. You know, petitioning and getting other people together to do things like this, yeah, okay, Well, he's sure. another round of Jesse Ventura right. on that one. Where but <laughs> you know what? Again, I think he's... <clears throat> I think he's taking advantage of a situation where certain people aren't around right now in the locker room. So they're not there to go, hey, dude, sure. shut up. Yeah. You know, and I'm, those people I'm speaking of are like... Undertaker. Undertaker, Cena... Even Orton. Oh, mainly Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah. Undertaker would have slapped him in the mouth. Like, Shut up. Yep, locker room and, judge. And buy me a bottle of Jack. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the main thing we wanted to point out on this one is during the Extreme Rules uh, wrap-ups and everything, uh, on some of the websites they were talking about how Ryback was talking about wanting to possibly, hey, maybe I should go to TNA. And no one responded. Because <laughs> nobody cared. Nobody cared. They were like, they're all tweeting and they're, oh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What he, 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 he had a hashtag and everything and like it went nowhere. <laughs> it was like, uh, TNA's like, don't come here. One, we can't afford you. Two, we don't want you. We don't want you. We don't want you. Uh, we'd rather have Shark Boy back. <laughs> Talented Nobody's Association. That's what TNA stands exactly. for now. But, uh. Well, on to the, the more important of the news of. Uh, departures and the one that kind of sucks and uh, kind of pisses me off, but also too I don't blame him. Is Cody Rhodes? Well, we I mean uh, every year or every couple of years, WWE does some house cleaning. Yeah, starts tearing through and going you know getting rid of people. We knew Wade Barrett was going bye bye. Uh, Adam, Adam Rhodes, yeah, Adam Rhodes is gone or Adam Rhodes, Adam Rose yeah. is gone now. Hopefully um, he's doing okay. Yeah, hopefully everything's From all the reports and everything. I'm just hoping he's taking care of himself. Right. So there's there's Adam Rose is gone, uh, but the most surprising one. Well, Damian Sandow was another one. Uh, he was the surprising one. Yes, he was. He was the real surprise one. I was like, wow, okay. But the the one that kind of came out of left field was Cody. Yeah. Now they didn't release him. He asked for his departure. Yeah. He asked for his release, and, then and it was got, granted to him. But it's it's come to light that he made his comments about why. And yeah. Uh, when you read his comments about why, it's like. WWE, why didn't you let him become Cody Rhodes again? Why? Did well, he... there's that, and then I hear there's rumor about you know writers being sexist and oh, yeah. you know and being jackasses. Yeah, in the back background. Yeah, and that's one of the things like how much of an old school wrestling fan and lineage yeah. Cody is. It's like they need to put it back in the wrestlers' hands. Right. Like they so, have these writers that are relegated to every wrestler to build their characters and everything, but it's like none, none of the wrestlers are able to do Yeah, that. you create the storyline and let the actors do what the actors do. Exactly. You know, uh, and that's that's the way it should be. Now, the following day, we had the departure of his wife. Which wasn't a shock. No, we weren't. Well, as they put it, ride or die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, uh, she went with him, and now I have a good feeling that we're going to see... No. You don't think Goldust is going to retire? He's already made a comment. He's, Did he? Okay, because yeah, there, there, there was there was because everybody was asking him, that, but. like, "Are you leaving? Are you leaving?" He's like, "No, I'm I'm happy. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in my prime. I'm staying." Okay, which also alludes to like everybody's like, "Oh, Vince is going to screw Cody on any wrestling things coming up for him." I don't think he cares, and I don't think we're going to see anything that petty. I know Vince had, has had a but also too the you from know his comments, temperamental side, but from Cody's comments, it seems like he doesn't even want to wrestle right now. Right, he's going to look for acting gigs and other things to just try. Yeah, which leans more towards also to the factor of his dad passing. 
and he was gone. Yeah, for getting a out there and doing things that he needs to do. A couple weeks that he was gone, and he came back it was more like you should have been probably gone a little bit longer, dude. Yeah, because it may be just bubbling up, especially with the frustrations and everything. Because in his comments, he said that at WrestleMania 32, there was a rumbling for Cody to finally become Cody again. And as soon as I read that, I was like, I would have rather seen him win the belt than Zach. As mm-hmm. much as I loved seeing Zach win it. Because as soon as I read that comment, also I could see uh, Stardust music kicking up and giving him this big, lavish entrance and have... Cody walk out. No, have Stardust come out with a hood, hooded robe and everything, coming out and doing his little dance around and everything, make sure he stays covered. But as soon as all the confetti and everything stops, he just lifts the hood and he's Cody again. Yeah. And that crowd would have exploded. Oh, they would have went nuts. Yeah. And it's like, they should have done it. Yeah, and Cody, Cody's just an amazing performer. And so, yeah, it's, it sucks to see him go. It really does. Um, well, it's like uh, one of my favorite stories Doug has told me when he went to the Fan Access a couple years ago and he met Cody. And it was during his Intercontinental title run. Mm-hmm. He told Cody, like, you don't deserve the Intercontinental title. And he said, Cody got this look on his face like, where are you going with this? Yeah. Do I need security? Because Doug said, you deserve the world title, man. Yeah. And I totally agree. Cody is a talented, talented dude. Yeah, he really is. Things that could have easily opened the door for Cody to return is basically kind of our main topic of this episode is the brand split. And yeah, the return of the possible draft. Right, but I mean, the thing is, is if he if he truly is unhappy, he needs to take the time off. To yeah, yeah, find his smile in the words of Shawn Michaels, <laughs> without having a fake knee injury and all that. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the the brands are coming back, as we alluded to a little bit in this episode, which I'm excited about. Now you I and I, you and I are kind of divided on this one. Uh, the way we've kind of called it, and the way we think things are going to go, is that the world title is going to stay unified. Yeah. Uh, that the Intercontinental title and the uh, U.S. title will will be brand-specific. The women's title will stay unified, and the tag titles will stay unified, and that'll be that. Now, what I'm kind of hoping for is maybe a title split. If nothing else, add another title to the mix. Go to the mothballs and bust out the big gold belt again? I can only lose that title so many times, man, before I lose it. (laughs) But it never really went away, man. Yeah, I know it never Still really there. went away, but they don't need to stop saying, no, no, it's gone, it's retired. Still there. You know what? The, I'm yeah, look who you're talking Since to. Since we're talking about titles, i got to jump back to the Cody thing just for one moment. He's the guy responsible for bringing us back to 80s style. Yes, very. Yeah. The Intercontinental, Intercontinental title, title with the white strap. Yeah, yeah. And I was so thrilled when I saw but that back. Remember here talking to you, my, my track, track record with relationships and everything, you can't toy with me. Fine. Okay, we don't need to bring back the big gold belt, but uh, I'll be happy as a pig and crap if they bring back the big gold belt, though, too. But the, see, like that's the thing. How are they going to do this? Where? How are they going to revamp it? Who's going to be your top tier guy? Whoever the unified WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Right, but I mean, is he going to balance his time between that? When they initially mm-hmm. did the first brand split, mm-hmm. the unified champion was the guy that would go to both shows and split. A little down the road when Brock Lesnar won the unified title because if I remember correctly he was a little pansy yeah Brock Lesnar you're a pansy when it came to traveling on the road mm-hmm. he's going to show up to my board door and I'm going to poop you're going to poop because he's going to knock it right out of you <laughs> no he won't even have to because he'll just be you just have to ring the bell I open the door oh I got <laughs> 
You, you heard the show. Yeah. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar doesn't like to travel in everything. Right. So that kind of led to the split of the unification of the belt. And that led to Eric Bischoff giving the big gold belt to Triple H on Raw and SmackDown getting Lesnar exclusively. Well, yeah. And it's like, I, that was like, ugh, Because that was after the biggest hype of the whole, ooh, unification, we're going to have the first ever unified heavyweight champion. And it was right. a great run. And well, even with the brand split, it worked well because it gave like that possibility of a big main event. And that that helped too with the brand split because we won't have these knockdown, drag out, big pay-per-view style main events on every show. Right. Now, here's the question. Okay. Previously, in the past, SmackDown has aired Thursdays. Yeah. On live. Uh, yeah. On live. Um... Pre-taped for people that know that Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we have a grasp on the English language. Uh, not, not by the second. Um, they put tape in machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're going to be airing it now, uh, respectively Raw Monday and SmackDown Tuesday. Uh, so, does SmackDown kind of follow Raw around? I mean, do they, they go to the same cities? Or are yeah, we going to see an do. actual... Are we going to see something where on Raw, one, you know, this happens on the East Coast while SmackDown happens somewhere, you know, Midwest or it, West Coast? And that kind of falls in the hands of the draft and how hardcore they're going to go with the brand split. Because when the initial brand split happened, they did do that. Right. Where SmackDown would be... There and Raw would be here, right? And that also falls in line with something we've always been talking about too, with the saturation of the pay-per-view network shows. Yeah, are we going to get back to the SmackDown brand? presents? Yeah, the brand-specific shows, and are we going to start seeing a rivalry again between Raw and SmackDown, where bragging rights comes back? Which I hope they don't, because I really don't think they're going to do that. Right I, I, that. I think what they're going to do is keep. We might have another pay-per-view or so added, but I think we're going to see, you know, more of a, I don't I think they're going to take a more creative route, you know, they're going to, they're going to try to not be so copycat of the old yeah. brand Because it, it, it worked then, mm-hmm. it won't work now, because it, with the network and everything, and like I said, the saturation of shows, mm-hmm. having brand-specific events on the network... Is going to be perfect, and that will help storylines so much. Right. Because right. we won't have to be like, in one pay-per-view, and then two weeks later, we have another pay-per-view. What the hell? I mean, it would be nice to see them cross over, you know, people going, you know what, screw this, I'm, I'm not getting a fair shake over here on SmackDown, or I'm not getting not getting what I want here, so how about I come over here to Raw and stir some crap yeah, up, that, you know? Yeah, that could bring back, like, maybe a bi-yearly, that could bring back a bi-yearly draft, and then also, too... The fact that Money in the Bank is coming up, and if they do keep the world title, they do keep more English butchering. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they keep the title unified, mm-hmm. whoever gets the Money in the Bank could show up at any time. And you yeah, should, he could you know, be, be like Reigns is on Raw, gets defeated in the non-title match, but oh, here comes Doink. <laughs> with the money in the bank. God rest in soul. Yeah. God and rest in soul. Uh, I think they need to add a new title. Yeah. I think we need to bring back either the Cruiserweight title. Well, with the global the, Cruiserweight tournament coming up, it'd be the perfect time depending on who, what, how it flows and everything. Exactly. And then not only that, but uh, in maybe even two titles. Let's bring back um, either 
the cruiserweight title. Well, no, let's not flood it too much because we already got a U.S. title and we already but got also, an intercontinental title. The way title. the cruiserweight title kind of ended, it's the, can't get that stink off of it. Right. Um, so perhaps maybe with a lot of touring happening now annually with WWE and Europe, bring back another European championship. Yeah. Um, you know, which would prove to be very interesting, and I think. For so. SmackDown to have a European title and the U.S. title could be interesting. Yes, it very well could be. Very and then well, also, dude, well like be. we talked about a little bit, dusting off the old school WCW TV title, right? And instituting that for Raw. Since the, no matter what, even if they make SmackDown the biggest show on earth, Raw is always going to be the flagship, right? No matter what, and for a TV title on Raw would work. I I agree. I agree. Just uh, something that's solely defended. Yeah. On you know during TV time. Yeah. You know that that's it. There, you can't you don't take it to house shows. It does. It's not the only time it can be defended is you know on TV on television. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. They've <laughs> they've bought enough other wrestling companies to go with. But also, you could bring back an extreme title, you know. But I don't. But also, to you, a hardcore had, title. I mean, uh, TNA Impact with their King of the Mountain title, which mm-hmm. was their legacy title at one time. Then it was a TV title. Then it got turned into the King of the Mountain in honor of Jeff Jarrett, knowing Jeff Jarrett was like, okay, I'm going to go and do my own company now, so bye. Right. So there's there's multiple ways, and over the next couple of weeks, we're definitely going to find out a lot more of what's going to happen because SmackDown does not start their live shows until July. Right, so, like the first part of July, right? Yeah. So, Actually, I think it's mid-July. Is it mid-July? Okay. So we got probably after July's pay-per-view. Okay. Leading into uh, SummerSlam. Fair enough, fair enough. So, like we said, uh, we got a long road ahead before everything is set in stone. And SummerSlam is probably going to be the first, like, joint brand event. Which will be cool because, you know, SummerSlam is always, you know, that's our halfway point. Yeah. And also, too, SummerSlam has brought upon a lot of returns, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, and there's a lot of people that have been injured and out and stuff like that. We may be seeing Orton poke his head back yeah. in for a little while. We, we got Rollins back. Yeah, Cena Rollins. is going to be next Monday, I believe. Yeah, Cena's uh, the Monday that will be coming up here, and then uh, Rollins should be returning to full-time action soon. Yeah, and probably going to be doing maternity leave here soon since he just announced he's going to have a kid. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. So. But uh, on the subject of returns, we decided our three count for this episode is going to be our favorite returns. Right. And uh, just general returns across the spectrum. So I'll throw it to you first. Okay. Uh, these are going to go in no particular order as far as favorites. I'm just going to be the ones that rattle off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to shoot for the, my first one's going to be WrestleMania 8 and the Ultimate Warrior. Coming oh, in to wow. make the save. Yes. Coming That's in. A weird choice. Why? I love that return, dude. The it's place like a return, nuts. but. Oh, man. Botched, botched, botched. Somewhat. Uh, you know, you had the. Because basically it was, <laughs> you had WrestleMania six that happened, you know, the yeah. Toronto Sky Dome and all of that stuff, everything went on. Then he was out of the picture for a while there, and then all of a sudden, you know, here's Hogan getting beat upon by Psycho Sid, and Papa Shango shows up, and then Warrior comes barreling down. You hear his music hit, the place goes absolutely oh. ape crap crazy, and... Uh, I felt bad for him because that entrance was the longest run I have, like, probably since Wembley Stadium and oh, yeah. <laughs> where he could have taken a small bus. Going like, yeah. He oh. ran full board of the ring, got in there, uh, 
you know, took out Papa Shango. Um, Sid. Took, well, took out Sid and, and then, uh, you know, Papa Shango got in there and he, t- he took him out. Uh, he took the chair shot from Sid, I think it was. And yeah. Hogan got rid of him and it was, you know, kind of a weird, weird kind of reunion. But it was, it was cool to see him come back. And for me as a wrestling fan at that time, you know, being that kid, that was... Oh, I love oh, it. I watched that oh, every too. Oh, my I, God. I, I lost my mind. So, yeah. Yeah, I went nuts seeing all the It's the, the simple fan I am right now that goes, really, that one? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that was just Why? me. as That was me as a huge, you know, wrestling kid fan and all that stuff. So That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, that was, I think I was 15, 15, 14, 15 when that happened. I was five. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I was a five. It was 90. I believe that happened. Yeah, so I was I was about I was 10. 15, 16. I was 10. Yeah. I was born in 82. Math yeah. kids. I, I listened in school. <laughs> uh, my first return, like like with you, no particular order, was Cena's return at Rumble. Oh, against Triple H? No, for number 30 in the, Royal, the actual Royal Rumble. Actually. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, it was... Triple H was the one. He eliminated Triple H. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the big... Where H was like, oh, my God. And he Technical stuff, okay. Came in and threw the hell out of Umaga and yeah. a bunch of people. It was such a surprise, too, because they kept it under the radar. No spoilers online. Nobody was like, oh, Cena's going to be there. Cena's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And the even during the whole time where the crowd was still giving Cena crap, him showing up like, dude, you're a freak. Because yeah. it was a shoulder, I believe it was shoulder or shoulder. Wait, wait, no, 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 that was his pec injury, wasn't his it? His pec injury, His separation yeah. of his pec from, yeah. yeah. And he came back and just owned it. And that, well, he heals ridiculously fast. Yeah, and he, basically, like I've said in the past, he probably gets, as soon as the doctor says, oh, you can start doing lightweight. Oh, lightweight, 150 pounds, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, he's a freak. And yeah. that, that return was very cool. Yes, that I I will agree with you. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Yeah. Now I want to say another one that, as a wrestling fan, you're gonna be like, really? But uh, I will say Legion of Doom's return with Sonny as their manager, LOD 2000. I kind of dug that one at the tournament because it was a tournament. It was a uh, uh, over the top. Yeah, it was a battle, battle royal. It was at, for uh, the number one contender. It was at, at the pre-show for WrestleMania DX rated. I don't remember which. I believe it was. 14. Yeah. Because it was the Austin. Um, and they were the unknown team. Yeah. And that uh, was, all of a sudden Sonny shows up in her gear and they're with her freaking uh, dirt bike helmets basically. Well, they were they were hockey helmets. They're they're basically full-faced hockey helmets yeah. uh, that had the teeth and stuff like that yeah, on them. LOD 2000. Yeah, and they weren't calling them LOD 2000 no, just yet. No, they were calling them LOD 2000 arena. I remember it. Yep. Go back and look that up. I'm oh, almost yeah. certain that at that point they called him just the, oh my god, the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. No, I, 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 I remember them calling him Melody 2000. All right, all right. But anyway, so they come back and they they cleaned house and and won the won that match. Yeah, uh, their last good run, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean that was my they've they have been and will remain my favorite tag team of yeah, all time. Legion of Doom is yeah. legendary. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there was a revolutionary tag team, and, and to see them come back then was just awesome, man. I All loved right. it. I loved it. So, uh, For my next one, I'm going to go with The Undertaker coming back at Judgment Day, I believe, 2002, when he came in as American Badass. Dude, that was cool. It was during the Iron Man match of Triple H and The Rock. Yes, and they had put a... Pretty heavy beat down on The Rock. Yeah, but also, too, it cost The Rock the match, too. Yeah. But also, too, kind of a milestone point of it is, though, 
uh, Undertaker hit Triple H with a tombstone, injured him, hit him with, gave him a stinger, and that was uh-huh. the the that that was the point where pile drivers and anything dropping on the head were pretty much nullified, unless otherwise written permission from Vince. Right. Uh. Yeah, you're right. That that's 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 about when that happened. Yeah. So that's uh-huh. that's my number two. All right, uh, now I'm a little torn. Uh, okay, so my third choice. This is a tough one because I'm sure there's a lot of people going to be screaming like, "Oh my!" You know, why didn't you say this one? Yeah, there's so many. You know, Rowdy Roddy Piper coming back, seeing. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with one of my favorites from the '90s, and it was at the Royal Rumble. Uh, what two years ago? Well, you gotta say which wrestler. <laughs> yeah, when Diesel came back. That one was a cool one. Dude, when I heard the... Because, it was uh, at my house, wasn't it? Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I was the first one to say, oh my god, TNA must have pissed him off. Yeah, and because so he, always, he came back with the dark hair, and, which I was kind of bummed that he didn't come back with the gray hair, because he well, looked gray with the gray hair. He was supposed to go back to WWE before, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to dye his hair. Yeah. They, they wanted to come back as Diesel, and he was like, no, no, I, I like my look. Yeah. But he came back with that as like, oh, Tina yeah. pissed him off. So when he made that entrance and everybody was like, oh, oh, and he you know came out and put the gloves on, and I was like, here we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Uh, if there was any wrestler that I tried to emulate... You know, like outwardly as a fan, yeah. when I, it was it, in the '90s. Was you know when uh, Shawn Michaels hired him as his bodyguard, and it became popular and all that stuff. And Maybe. also '93 through '95, '96, I had hair that was shoulder length. If you can believe that, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've seen you with like the freaking bulldog. Place. I had I had hair down on my shoulders and it was clean shave. I did I went as a crow. Like down to my chin. Yeah, so I grew a goatee just for that reason, and I used to keep you know my hair down and all that stuff. And I I even went through a phase. And luckily, this was when I fresh out of playing football, and so I was still built pretty well and yeah. all that stuff. I was still you know pretty solid. And there was even a phase where I was wearing you know blue jeans with a white t shirt tucked in. Just because I was trying to complete the diesel look. With a fanny pack? No, shut up. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Uh, no, I said diesel, not Lex Luger. No, everybody wore a fanny yes, pack. Yes, I know they did. I know. I actually I never wore that. The only the only trend that I really bucked as far as um, you know, odd little accessory things like that was the wallet chain. Same here. I, I, I rocked the wallet chain for a long time. Oh, no, I never rocked. That's the thing I bucked. I was like, no. No, I, I bucked every other one. The only, the only, I'm sorry. I bucked the other trends. The only, the only one that I really, you know, stuck with was the uh, the wallet chain. I had my yeah. Harley boots and my wallet chain. Like me, it was in the wallet chain or the fanny pack. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Okay. Uh, to wrap it up for mine, uh, it was a recent one, and I'm going to go with Bret Hart returning to the WWE after his exile, basically. Yeah, well, that was, I mean, that was... Kind of the burying the hatchet, the just... God, I remember the night he punched McMahon in the mouth. Oh, so awesome. Just punched him in the mouth. Get the hell out of my building. Yeah. Uh, just that Montreal screw job because they knew he was going to WCW and didn't want him taking the world title with him. Yeah. You know, and... And, and Triple was... H even has said, like, he was the one that suggested, like, we screw him. Yeah. And uh, the fact that he was willing to come back, and he did it for the fans... That was the absolutely. You know, there's there's another wrestler, an amazing wrestler that was cut down a little early. Uh, Goldberg, thanks Goldberg. Yeah. Um, but but also uh, you know, nonetheless, seeing yeah, seeing him back in a WWE, and then also him and Sean Marion. 
Yeah. Man, I, I watched several interviews with the two of them, and, you know, Brett, Brett still kind of has some of the venom in him when he was talking about it, and, you know, Sean just did everything he could to, to be as, as apologetic and as cool as possible, and, uh, you know, but eventually, you know, he did, he, he kind of let things go, and, yeah. uh, you know, I know he's done some stuff uh, with the, you know, um, you know, helping out some of the the younger guys coming up and things like that. He's he's tried to tried to help out wherever he can now in WWE, and they seem to have a pretty good working relationship. Yeah, they do some stupid stuff with him, and he'll be the first one to say in interviews afterwards, like, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for my capper and cap up this episode, it will be the return of Brad after his exile. I think that's a great one to end on. Yeah. So. On that note, this has uh, been Nick. And this has been Josh, and I think we're going to tap out. Someone ring the bell. Oh, yeah. Uh. I'm looking! <laughs>